Right, I'm ready to start whenever you are. You good, Miles? Good. All right, welcome back to another installment, another episode of the Benchmark Podcast, your podcast where you get sports and pop culture talk from your everyday regular people that you can relate to. You feel me? Me and Miles, I'm your host, Antonio, Mr. Still Not Worry. I got mm-hmm. handed smooth operator Davenport here with me. And we have today with us a very special guest. We thank you for taking time out your day. We got Mike. Yes, Klein. sir. Yes, Mike, sir. Yes, sir. How you feeling today, man? Man, I'm blessed and highly favored, man. I'm blessed and highly favored. I can't say too much, you know, but that's it. You know, it ain't it's plain and simple, just like that. Bless. That's good to hear. Um, how's life been with for you and like with COVID and your family? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I feel like, you know, when I stopped, you know, doing football, like, I think that's kind of when it happened. So, like, you know, I think actually, like, two weeks before um, COVID, like, really shut down, you know what I mean, with the quarantine and everything, I was actually playing XFL. And um, I was thinking, I was like, man, you know what I mean, you know, XFL, you know, it was a good little, it was a good little, it, I had fun doing it. And I was like, dang, I feel like something telling me that I need to stop it and, like, actually go look for something else. You feel me? So I feel like God, you know, my intuition was telling me, like, yeah, bro, that's all this is about to shut down. Like two weeks prior before all that shut down, I was like, yeah, I ended up quitting um, and then started. I came back here looking for a job. And then as soon as I knew it, COVID happened and everything completely shut down. So, man, it was it was definitely, you know, of course, it was tough for everybody, you know. Um, but at the mo- for the most part, though, I feel like I was mentally aware of everything that was going on. For real. Hey, that's a that's a good thing to be able to have that intuition. God letting you know in advance. Mm-hmm. Come on, a man. People, a lot of people got hit yeah. with COVID and mm-hmm. just in general. Like, right. A lot of people could say this, this has been a a crazy year. Um, mm-hmm. For sure. Before we even get into you know the on the field thing, mm-hmm. like talk about a little bit. Tell me about your uh, your business, the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so actually, you know, during this quarantine process, because like like we were just saying, like I feel like everybody was hit, you know, in different ways, but I feel like this is something that needed to happen. You feel me? Because I feel like this stuff made everybody realize, like, damn, I really need to invest in myself, or it's some like if there's something that I need to be doing, like for my part, like my purpose, I need to go ahead, you know, what I mean, go ahead and fulfill that because. I've always been like artistic, you know, always like, you know, clothes and, you know, design and stuff like that. But it was like, as a, you know, playing sports, I feel like I can showcase that. Like, I feel like everybody wouldn't think that, oh, it's this dude that played football, you know what I mean? He ain't going, he's not like that. So I feel like, I feel like now that I'm doing my own thing and, you know, being my own person, I feel like I'm able to, you know, branch out. So uh, the Garden of Eden was just something that, you know, I felt like was, you know, very, you know, deep down for me because, um, you know, growing in poverty situations, you know, you start to grow as a person. Once you grow, you know, and people you know, pour water into you, you grow, you feel me? And even spiritually, like even talk about the Garden of Eden, you know, what I mean, in the Bible, how everything was very pure and good intentions. So, I mean, that's all that's my, you know, that's my basis, bro. I'm just always good, you know, always good intentions, you know, always pure and always looking to help out others, bro. So that's kind of where that came from. And it's really more like minimalist, you know, very, the shirt would be, the style I'm kind of going for is like, you know, very, um, you know, words of, um, positive words of affirmation, you know, um, you know, some type of quote on the shirt. And um, I got a dove to represent, you know, peace, you know, love and all that. But, um, you know, man, I'm just having fun with it, bro. Just taking one day at a time, bro. So I'm really excited, you know, for, you know, this new journey. That's great because uh, with everything going on, like you mentioned, in 2020, mm-hmm. I think you talk about the election, you talk about all the race, relations. Mm-hmm. Um, love is more of what we need now. Um, mm-hmm. Love rules all. Love always wins. So exactly. Which is great. All get out of the the box of, oh, I'm just an athlete. I run routes. Exactly. Uh, no, exactly. More to that, because, like, athlete is kind of what you do. It's not who you are. Mm-hmm. So I think you, it's good you got a concept on on that. Exactly. Not, yeah. Got to. Got to. Um, 
branching off on that, like, what's your thoughts on, you know, the current climate that's going on in America and mm-hmm. the police injustices and right. just towards people of color? What's your thoughts on how America is right now? Well, for me personally, like, <clears throat> like I feel like at, like at a young age, I just kind of always perceive life in a different way <clears throat> than other people. Um, so, like, when stuff like this happens, you know, with the cops and stuff, like, I don't like it. But at the same time, I've always been aware that, like, it's always been going on. It's just that now all the stuff that's going on is, you know, when we got social media, they really, they really brought social media to really mess us up in our conscious and you know, in our mind. But a lot of people using it for good. You feel me? So like a lot of people has been exposed. You feel me? And I feel like a lot of shit is happening right now. Um, I feel like yeah, a lot of shit is happening right now because it's like we're we're like we're most exposed to it. We can see a lot of different things that stuff that's been going on. But I mean, yeah, bro. It's I mean, I hate to see it. You know, all this stuff happen. I hate to see people. You know, pat. You know go out like that you know what i mean but i mean it you know it's a part of the plan and it's no really we can say or you know there's no really like nothing really we really can say to really help that situation it's more about you know loving each other bro like i feel like you know as black men i feel like we need to be you feel me like checking up on each other and like you know really trying to get you know dive deep into that bro because i feel like it's a lot of you know uh, traumas and it's like a lot of people that's just trying to stay back and act cool but that's not it's not like that shit ain't cool no more you feel me trying to act like oh yeah like people that's gang feel like that shit's that shit's weak like you need to get on a new way get your own money you feel me take care of your family and i mean like i was saying before bro yeah it, it's tragic that you know this stuff is still happening you feel me but that's just how this world is and somebody that that works with kids what do you tell young kids that might be confused or might want to know like why mm-hmm. things what's going on yeah so i mean it's real t- it's, it's really tough for me um for the most part especially you know i mean you talk to black kids because it's like there's no accurate way to explain why people get shot for no reason you feel me so it's like <clears throat> as you know with me working with you know because i work at a boys home so between the ages of 11 and 17 so you know there's a lot of kids in there that you know, don't really care, of course, because I mean, I should, I, I mean, I grew up, you know, in foster care before. So, like, I've already experienced, you know, kind of something similar to what those kids go through. But it's like some of the kids will ask questions and I'm just I'm straight up honest with them, especially if they, you know, black is just like, I won't sugarcoat nothing for you. Like, there's no room for me to sugarcoat anything for them. Like for the white kid, like, you, you feel me? Like anybody else, like, OK, like I can, you know, give you like a little explanation for a straight black it's just straight like raw information i'm like hey man don't you know if you feel me don't be hanging around the wrong people don't be doing something you shouldn't be doing like that's how it is that's that's key like you said it's kind of tough um mm-hmm. you can't other races you could kind of beat around the bush even though you know at some point we have to let them know what's going mm-hmm. on exactly for uh one of my things, I know you, you're a new father. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I know for me, me and my wife, like when we talk about having kids, like that's one of the biggest things that we discuss is like, what do you tell your kids? Like mm-hmm. different raising black kids and miles could attest to it. A father also is different, especially mm-hmm. in this climate. It's like, what do you say? And it's hard when, even when you do everything right, you can still end up on the, wrong side mm-hmm. of history basically yeah you mentioned you know you went through foster care and uh mm-hmm. um i'm pretty sure you've talked about it in length mm-hmm. but just for our followers just right people, yeah uh i know your parents at a younger age mm-hmm. uh had to do some time how did yep. that affect you growing up um as an athlete and mm-hmm. as a man, as an individual. Mm-hmm. So going, you know, going through foster care and before even going through foster care, you know, my grandma ended up, uh, you know, my grandma ended up take was took uh, took me and my two older brothers in. You know, we were staying here with her, and then she ended up passing away because she got into a bad car accident on the um on a bridge. Uh, so after we you know left her place, we went back to foster care. 
And then that's when um, my uncle, you know, my mom's brother, he ended up taking us in. And he was just kind of, at the time, you know, he's gang affiliated. You know what I mean? And he's got like a, he really had, he really made me stronger mentally because he always did shit that like aggravated us. You feel me? Like, you know, like it was just, he had different punishment. Like he wasn't going to give us no answer. He was going to make us sit, like stand in the corner and look at the corner for like, you know, 20 minutes. Or we got to, you feel me? Stand on one leg and hold two books. And it, like, it just like, where do you get these? You feel me? But yeah. it was like, football wise, when I started, you feel me? When I started playing football, I was doing my training and stuff. And then, like, I locked into like that mental part when I was younger, you know, having to do that stuff and, you know, having to go through that stuff. It made everything way easier. And even with me going the Juco route, it made me like mentally, like, in a different level than a lot of people. So it was like, I mean, you know, going through foster care and, you know, doing all that stuff. And then, you know, my mom working her, you know, her tail off to, you know, get get us back to where we need to be. You know, it just like, like, it showed me a lot of different things. You know, I was growing at a young age, just learning a lot of different stuff. So, I mean, it was, football has, has definitely been a, um, has definitely been a thing for me to mentally see where I was at. You feel me? Because it's like a lot of you know football, a lot of shit happened in football that like low key happened in life. Like that's why I was, that's why I was really mentally, you know, built for the NFL. Because it was like anything that happened, I was like, are we up by twenty? Oh yeah, keep going. Oh, we down by twenty. Let's get it. Like that's just that's just how I'm built. You feel me? So I mean, yeah, bro. I definitely want to kind of piggyback further on that because you mentioned mental toughness which I think is kind of one of those um one of those intangibles that's not always factored in and right. like of course you want to look at talent you want to look at the person running mm-hmm. the 40 you want to see who, yep. run, who can run the routes and things mm-hmm. like that how much do you think mental toughness plays in the factor of your success on the field mm-hmm. Man, so like even with me going to Juco route and then you know having two years at a D one and then going to NFL, I think mental toughness. Like as I was in Juco, as I was learning that, I feel like it made me way it made me way different from a lot of people. Like athletic wise, yes, I was I'm, I'm very athletic. Yeah, like I ran a you know four four eight forty, you know all that stuff. And but I think like mentally, like that, I always told people. Um, I told people that football is 90% mental and 10% physical. Like, of course you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta be, you know, carry your own weight and you gotta be, you gotta be somewhat at least, you know, trying to get big, but at the, at the same time, it was all mental. That just like, you know, with defensive players, when they talk all that, they trying to get into your head. Oh yeah. You drop one. Oh yeah. He about to be dropping all night. He's garbage. You feel me? Yeah. All right. I'm gonna show you. All right. You feel me? And it just, that is how that mentality is. But it's like a lot of people, like, you start talking and they start getting their feelings and then you got them. They ain't catching nothing the whole game. It's, it's, it's all mental. And that's just kind of how, I, you know, I, you know, proceed the game. That's how I looked at it. I think that's why, you know, I had the chances and I was able, you know, and blessed to play in the NFL was because of my mentality and how I went out there. Ray Lewis, all them dudes, like, man, them dudes is crazy. Like, Bro, like I was on a team with Odell, bro, and like I'm just the most genuine person I've ever met, bro. Like he showed love to everybody. You feel me? And mentally, he was just having fun with the game. Like that's what it was. And the reason why last year, the reason why I really shit really didn't go really good was because Baker. Like he was just, you know, on his doing his own thing. But yeah, bro, it's it's really I think it was the it's. Football is 90% mental for me. I think I could attest to that on, like, just life in general. Because mm-hmm. life, what are you going to do in a response? Like, that famous quote that everybody says with Rocky, like, life's going to hit you. It's going to knock you down. Like, what do you do? Like, are you going to stay knocked down or are you going to actually mm-hmm. get back up? Um, exactly. You mentioned, you know, you ran in your 40. So did you mm-hmm. do fun or did you have one of those, like, pro days? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I had a pro day. Um, yeah, I was training in uh, Nash. I was training in Nashville because my sc- I went to Western Kentucky, which is like an hour away from Nashville. Um, went there and played there. 
And then, you know, you know, right out the season, you know, started training. Um, and I was training at this place in Nashville called like Boost Performance. Shout out to them. Um, you know, Boost Performance. And man, yeah, bro, I was just having fun with it. Just out because man, I've always liked running. Like my mom ran track in high school and stuff. So, you know, my dad was just athletic. So it was like I enjoyed, you know, learning stuff like that. It was, you know, kind of weird to me. I was like, damn, I'm you know, if I take this step, you know, if I take a small step before, like, you know, I'm faster. So it's like learning as I go. And then I was like, wow, this is I could be, you know, low key good. So it's like. like. <laughs> so I know I did. um, I did some research um, and whatnot. You played basketball growing up. Mm-hmm. Or do you mm-hmm. feel helps you in football or like in mm-hmm. life? Yeah, so I feel like basketball helped me just because I feel like being in small, you know, especially I'm 6'4", so just like even growing up and being, you know, you know, not really, um, I guess I just, I was kind of goofy, you know, I was just kind of like in small areas, like it would, you know, it would be a lot for me. So growing up and being okay, being in small areas and doing stuff in small areas, it made me, it made everything easier for me, you know, and I'm in football and I'm running around and I got a linebacker in the inside and, you know, and, a, you know, outside linebacker on the outside, but I'm sitting in between, you know, it's just stuff like that. So even with footwork wise, of course, you know, footwork and even with hand-eye coordination, you know, doing stuff, you know, dribbling the ball and doing all this other stuff. So it definitely helped in football. I feel like football, like even with me playing, you know, tight end and receiver, uh, it helped me in basketball too. It just, you know, going up and get rebounds, you know, knowing, knowing the time you jumps and stuff like that for sure. So I definitely want to go back and touch on the college route. You mentioned, you know, you, mm-hmm. went to, you ended mm-hmm. up Western Kentucky. Um, how was that route? How did you stay motivated during that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And could it have been any other school than Western Kentucky? What made you choose? Mm, good question. So Juco route is, is – was it, it was definitely hard. It was probably one of the hardest moments low-key in my life uh, because I feel like I was going through so much, you feel me? Like, and it's, I think any person that low-key played, you know, junior college football can attest to this, you know, it was just, I was in a small town, you know, you got McDonald's and you got Sonic and then you got all the local places, you feel me, which are, you know, sometimes white-owned, you know, not, a, not that it's a problem, but it's just, there's no really uh big you know restaurant places there, and um, man, academically, you know, everybody was trying to get to it. Everybody was helping everybody, so it was just like it was a lot of different aspects of life that was hitting you all at the same time. You don't got no money, mm. um, you know, stuff with family. It was always you know stuff with family always gonna happen, and it was happening then. Um, you know, stuff with you know a significant other, you know, a significant other, you know, girls and stuff like that. So it was just. You got academia, you got, you know, wake up for, you, know, you got to wake up for workouts and stuff. So it was just, yeah, a lot of stuff was happening. Life was happening. Um, but, you know, I would just mentally, you know, trying to stay in the word, you know, and just keep reading. Or if I wasn't in the word, I was trying to, you know, build knowledge. So um, definitely, you know, definitely Juco was definitely hard, but it was, it's always the struggles that, like, I feel like we don't really, we're not really thankful of the struggles until the struggles actually, like, until it's past. You feel me? Like, when I look back at the situation, I'm like, damn, like, I get why I had to, you know, go through that so that you realize, like, and that's how life is. Like, even when everybody's struggling right now, that's the crazy thing is everybody's about to go up from here. Ain't nobody, everybody really should be, flir- like, flourishing, like, in the next couple years. This is good. This is supposed to be setting the tone, bro. Like for everything that you want, everything that you want to manifest. Because everybody is going through similar struggles. You feel me? And you know the creator. You feel me? Is going is going to bless you. So that's why I was just. I think through that time, you know, I was playing junior college football. I was just always. I've always been positive, even when I was in foster care. You know, even when you know when we got adopted, and we was in you know the north side of Tulsa, you know, Oklahoma, which is like the worst part of town. You know, Joshua Jacobs, that's where he's from. You feel me? So it was that type of, um, you know, Joshua Jacobs that played for the Raiders. You know, it was that type of um, poverty strict situation that kind of, I was just always positive. I was like, I'm staying in the house with 12 people, but like, I'm, you feel me? I'm waking up, the sun's out. You feel me? I'm blessed. You feel me? 
And it's just that's just how I always picture life, bro. And that's all I mean. I, that's all I always continue to do for real. That's a, a interesting perspective that a lot of people don't have. Some people mm-hmm. glass half full, glass half empty. That's mm-hmm. always how you perceive and view the situation. Right. Term is how you're gonna come out of it, and it's it's harder, it's easier said than done to be in the oh, situation yeah. mm-hmm. in that storm and not be thinking like, yo, it's actually sun behind this, like behind mm-hmm. these clouds. I listen to Andy Minio a lot, and he says like, yo. And one of his songs, I got above the clouds, and it was like, oh, mm-hmm. shoot, I, there was even sun. Like, right, you, exactly. You don't think that way, but mm-hmm. could it have been any other school besides Western? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, yeah, bro. I had, listen, <laughs> I had 16 offers. So I was, you know, I was, like I was saying, I was, I was doing my, you know, I was out there working. You feel me? So I had 16 offers. I think my top offers was Oregon, Nebraska, Central Florida, Arizona State, right? So now mind you, let's like let's think about this. Let's think about this real quick. Miles, you still there? I can't even Miles ain't said nothing. I'm not there. Okay. Hey, so listen though. So during this time, bro, I'm like, you know, I'm taking my visits. You feel me? I'm going to visit other schools. I'm doing this. And I go to Arizona State. Arizona State has like I think sixty four thousand people on campus. Junior college only got like maybe two hundred people on campus, maybe a little bit more. So I'm thinking I'm like, I'm like, damn, like I can't be here, bro. There's no way I can. And I really said that for Arizona State and Central Florida because Central Florida has seventy two thousand. So I wasn't mentally, like, sexually, like, at an area where I can just not wall out. Like I was, uh, I was just at that time. I ain't, you know, it wasn't. I ain't seen. I seen a couple girls, you feel me, but on campus. But junior college girls wasn't really nothing to brag about for really too much. So I was just kind of like, so yeah, this is all right. And then when I start taking them visits, it's like yeah, bro, you know. And then when I end up going to Western Kentucky, I say like, all right, you know, it's you know, good size, not too many people. Um, and, you know, I like the coaching staff and everybody there, and. I'll tell you the story. You know, when I was on my uh, plane ride back to Oklahoma, when I left Western Kentucky, I was in Nashville, buddy, on my plane. You know, I don't like for me, like I'm afraid of heights. I don't like, you know, being up in the air, being awake and reading and doing all that other stuff. You know, I'm really trying to sleep because I don't like planes. I don't like heights. So any other time I got on a plane like eight times, eight times before that. And I go to sleep every time, like real fast. So when that end up happening, I, you know, get in, the, you know, I'm on there sleep by the time I sleep good and I'm like I can't sleep like 30 minutes into the flight you know I started you know writing down you know my thoughts you know what I was thinking and you know I feel like you know the creator was telling me you know that you know that's where I'm needed so go where you need it and I end up you know as soon as I got off the plane I hit up the coach like hey coach I'm gonna hit commit right now bam now when I, I see why he said that though because it's like you know when I went up there I got into the community. You feel me? I was a uh, mentoring, you know, kids at a you know a local elementary, and you know he's balling right now. You know, one of the kids I mentor, he's balling right now. Like I think he's probably probably in ninth grade, eighth or ninth grade. He's balling, and I'm just you know I'm happy that I you know had the chance to talk to him and you know um, you know love on him and you know show him that love. Uh, and, you know, I was in, um, you know, fellow Christian athletes, FCA, and all that stuff. So I feel like I, w- I did a lot of good there. And I feel like I, you know, accomplished what I needed. So that's the reason why I went to Western Kentucky. Hey, real quick. That's still a maturity level to be like, hey, I know me. I can't mm-hmm. be on this. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, it's not going to turn out well for me. I transferred to uh, – William Patterson from uh, NJCU, two totally mm-hmm. different. NJCU was kind of like a mini high school. Yeah, it was more like a college. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yo, you want to stay on campus?" I was like, "Nah, mm-hmm. stay on campus. It's curtains. It's not going." Yeah, it's just over. Yeah, it's over. I would have been had a kid. <laughs> and my son, two months. Come on, bro. Like, I'm I'm glad I made it to this point. But everybody was like, I had people. You know, when I got that Oregon offer, you know, niggas that, you know, people started like, oh, what? You ain't going to Oregon? You feel me? 
And that was tough, bro, because, you know, you just got people in your ear. You feel me? Everybody excited and everybody, you know, everybody lit. So it was just like, man, I was like, man, you should go Oregon, man. Them jerseys clean, bro. That hell was clean. I'm like, but it's not about that, though. I had to really, I had to really dive down and say, bro, it's not about the jerseys and it's not about all this stuff. I think I could, I think I would have been a higher, you feel me, a higher pick. I think I would have been picked in the draft if I probably would have went to Oregon, but you know, I feel like that wasn't that wasn't me. So that was plan. Exactly. All right. So I mean, touching back on the mentality, I know some people have the mentality like there's no backup plan, like they they're mm-hmm. going full on with sports, whether basketball, mm-hmm. football. I'm just wondering, like, what was your mentality and like what was your backup plan in a mm-hmm. sense? Right. So really like um let me think about this. Yeah, so I always knew I was capable of more, but I've never got to that point. You feel me? Like, I, I never um, – because, you know, of course, sports was the outlet, you know, for me, just like anybody else. So I had – so I guess just for the most part, man, I was just kind of, you know, going with the flow in life. You know, like I knew – you know, out of high school, I was like, you know, I think, you know, I'll do football just because I feel like I have a higher ceiling. You know what I mean? 6'3", I was playing power forward. You know, I was like, <laughs> but I'm like 6'3", you know, I'm 215 or 205. You can do something with that in football. So I was like, you know, let me just try out football. And then I went, you know, and I was just like, man, if I stay positive and I just keep working hard, you feel me? Everything, you know, everything will be everything. Like what's meant for you won't miss you. You feel me? So it's like when I start, man, I don't even know how I got that mentality. Honestly, it's been a blessing to have this type of mentality because I feel like, you know, some somebody else that was in this situation probably would have made different choices. But I mean, I just really just always been positive and I always let like, you know, God made the decision. You feel me? Like I always just leave it up to him. And I can literally like if a situation going on, I literally don't pray about and just I don't know how. I like just block it off and then like let it go and then it end up you know, you know being something beautiful, for real. That's a, a great mindset to have. That's something that I know I try to actually live mm-hmm. by. Where I come from, like with my IG name and the creation right. of my called Still Not Worried Studios, like talking mm-hmm. about and Matthew where God tells you like yo if I feed the birds like. How do you not think I'm gonna take care of you? Like the birds, exactly, exactly, they think, bro. They don't think mm-hmm. where it's gonna come from. They just know right, I'm gonna get a worm day at some point. We gonna eat yeah, this. at some point. Maybe it's just tonight. It don't matter. <laughs> um, are you still currently like training to get back? Uh, opportunity? Nah. Like no, nah, nah, bro. So going through this process, it made me realize, you know, of course it's a it's a business and all that, but I didn't really like how fake, you know, the owner, not even the owners, I, I really didn't even really talk to the owners like that, but just the coaches and the uh, the NFL as a corporation. I didn't, me personally, like, well, for somebody different, you know, it could be, they might like it. But for me personally, I knew deep down what I was, you know, I know what I got. I know what I got to offer. And I feel like a lot of people do sports because they don't really spiritually they're not spiritually aware of what other talents they really have. Because, I mean, yeah, like, you athletic and stuff, but what is your purpose, though? And when I was in the league, I was like, damn, like, you know, I'm every now and again, you know, I'm over here helping out, you know, my homeboy, you know, in the league that he had his foundation. And, you know, I'm doing some volunteer stuff, but I'm not really doing nothing. And that shit was like, it was aching inside of me. It was like something that was riding that was just kind of, you know, throwing my whole body. You know, I was, you know, going to clubs and stuff and getting everything for free. Like, I I didn't have to pay for anything. So it was just kind of like, I was like, yeah, it's, it's a fun lifestyle. And I could see how a person could, you know, want to stay in that. But it's like the longer I stayed in it, the, like, it's almost like it's like it brainwash you of all the other stuff that you're good at. Like, it could be some people that, you know. Like, it could be a lot of other people that, you know, are still doing the stuff they like to do on the side and still doing football. But for me personally, it was blocking my vision. It was like, like when I 
end up quitting um, the XFL and just stopped when I just, you know, made the decision to stop doing football. Man, I was going through some dark times, you feel me? And I had to reprogram my mind and remember, you know, why I got into that in the first place. And I really just wanted to, I wanted someone to be like me when I was younger. You feel me? I wanted somebody to, to you know, even though, you know, I grew up in a workplace, I still wanted people to come check on me. And even if I don't know him, you feel me? I, I wanted that love. And that's what I'm doing right now. You feel me? So it's been a, you know, it's been a crazy journey. You know, I had, you know, I had, of course, everybody got them dark times, but it's like, you know, um, God is always present. So it was just like, it happens. I think that's that's key and crucial uh, that you were able to see that it was something bigger than football and be mm-hmm. able to um, and have your peace with it now. You know exactly. I, mean? I didn't have no injuries. No, like, like I can't, like, it's people getting out of there, you know, back problems, got to do therapy the rest of their life. Like, I'm blessed. That's what, like, when I, like, that's when I, that's where all that comes from. It's like, Bro, like I left the game, you know, with hella resources. I was in there networking like crazy. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, if I really like wanted just for my shirt company just to go up and through, I can easily do that. But it's like I want to keep it low key right now. You feel me? I want to, you know, uh, very limited stuff. You know what I mean? Like maybe like 200 or 100 shirts, and it's gonna grow from there because I already mentally, you know been meditating on like I told you before I got on, I'm already meditating you know just about my intentions on what I want to do and even with I didn't tell you this yet damn I forgot to tell you so with my with my colon um company and stuff my brand you know when I get started a per, a small percentage of my um of my shirt sales will, will go out to like um it's a we have a place in um my hometown in Tulsa uh, called a uh, defending dignity and I'm going to give a small percentage uh you know, my shirts and stuff to them. And they're just pretty much like human trafficking and women who's been like, you know, exposed to like sexual uh, exploitation and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm, you know, I love women, you know, and not even in a sexual way, but they, you know, I feel like they, they are the real creators. You feel me? Like, especially when I just see my son, bro, I'm like, damn, like, it's like, it's for real. You feel me? And like, I don't want to see nobody, no women out here getting done dirty, like at all. Like I just, that, it, like that almost like that almost is the same amount of hurt when you see like a black person just get shot for no reason. Like it just kind of like, you know, these women like, come on, man. Like people out here trying to hurt these women, and they got kids, a lot of them. Like I just that that don't sit right with me. And when something don't sit right with me, you know, I'm gonna look at myself and see what can I do better. And then I end up talking to you know the owner of you know the um the owner of that you know nonprofit. You know, had coffee with her and her and her husband. And I showed him, I told him my vision. I said, hey, man, we want, want you to come up, uh, you know, and record with us next Thursday because they got a little fundraiser donation thing, uh, virtual online. I think uh, maybe this upcoming Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, I, I went up there and just told him, you know, like, hey, I have my mom's, you know, as a single mom growing up. You know, I have my grandma, my aunts, you know, all taking care of me, my brothers. Like, I love women. You feel me? And I don't like I don't like nobody seeing, you know, done dirty. And I think, you know, right now. It's almost worse right now that nobody really paying attention to it, even like stuff with the kids, like, you know, you know, the stuff that's going on with the kids and human trafficking and stuff like kids being, you know, abducted and stuff like this. Like we have the social media that everybody know what's going on. So nobody has an excuse on why they don't know something. Think about that. Everybody know what's going on. And it's like, we're choosing to focus on a coronavirus, you feel me, other than, you know, black kids being missing and stuff like that. It's like, bro, that, that don't sit right with me at all. And, I'm, you know, I'm hands-on then. So, hey, it. it's good to actually be about it. A lot of us talk about the problems. Like you said, we mm-hmm. see, yeah, we might like it, we might retweet it, mm-hmm. but that's where a lot of times it stops right there. Mm-hmm. We don't then see what can you do. And we have that mindset a lot of times. I've been guilty of it. It's like, yo, mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of people. I don't have the biggest platform, but it's something mm-hmm. that you can do on mm-hmm. some, some capacity mm-hmm. to help fix or make this world a better place. Like even, you said you proud of just being able to mm-hmm. help 
in eighth, ninth grade. Exactly. And the key thing you said that I felt the key thing was you said you was able to love on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That's the bigger impact. That's the thing I think that is so important and crucial. Like, um, is taking the time out to do that, even if it's one kid. Don't know the impact of that one child of that exactly. one female that you help out. Um, as you said, protect our queens. Mm-hmm. Uh, white has protect our queens. They're all queens, uh, some capacity, whether they know it or not. Exactly. So, hey. I think that's something good that you you're doing because you're about mm-hmm. the actual. And, and and let me and let me uh you know add on to this and this can this can be a whole podcast of itself. This conversation is that men who were born into you know um, poverty strict situations or even you know who's grew who grew up like that and you can be black white it don't matter. It's like as us as men, I feel like we need to really we need to take a look at ourselves not even in a bad way but just in a mental you know a mental health way like i feel like we don't like even with my homeboys like you know some of them I'm like hey bro you know you straight yo your mom always good knowing that you're going through something bro like don't don't do that like if you're going through something you need to say something like and you know we all go through trauma like man that's what even i learned about in my job like there's different types of trauma that a person go through like you can have trauma by just getting the car wreck you feel me of course and you can have trauma about you know being exposed to some or you know your family you know that did something like it, there's different types of trauma and ain't nobody you gonna have to deal with that sooner or later so the sooner you lock into your spiritual side and like your mental the sooner like you this the sooner you'll be better but like a lot of people just try to brush it off and like put that to the side. Like that's gonna come around and haunt you in a little bit. And it's gonna come out at the worst time. So it's like we need to take control of our mental health. And really, we need to change the way how we eat and how we speak to each other. You feel me? And even what we listen to sometimes, you know, everybody had that time you you from you want to listen to some thugs, you know. But really, me, I'm more of a I'm more of a, you know, J. Cole, you know, Kendrick Lamar, Kid Cudi, you know, type of dude. But it's like, you know, I ain't going to try to be no hypocrite or nothing. Of course, I listen to everything. But it's just like, like, you got to be conscious of what you feed in your mind. Because once you start hearing all that other stuff, that's why a lot of people die right now. Like, because everybody think it's cool to just start shooting people and doing like, come on, man. It's not, it is not time for that. It's really never been time for that. And it's not time for that right now. So it was like, that's why I was telling my brother, you know, my, my oldest brother, you know, um, you know, started getting into music after he got out of prison. You know, I was, you know, like hands on. I was like, all right, let's get it. You feel me? Because I want to be here and support him. And, you know, he he started talking about some real shit. I'm like, all right, you know, but he go back to his thugs. I'm like, man, you just might as well stay on that real shit. Like, just period. But um, that's, you know, it's a blessing to, you know, see a lot of people start growing from this year and start recognizing, you know, well, you know, even some of uh, the uh, childhood traumas that they, you know, went through. And, uh, you know, I definitely feel like a lot of people are, you know, come, starting to wake up for real. All right. So seeing what you've seen and knowing what you know, what would you tell your younger self to help you <laughs> the journey that life is? Ugh. I don't think I would tell myself anything, though, because then I feel like you know, all my accomplishments would be different. Like, I feel like I would have, because I feel like everybody go through what they go through at the right time. Like, you feel me? I feel like, you know, without it, like, if you, if I'm miss, if I'm blocking all the tests and all the tribulations that I went through, then I won't have my testimony. Mm. Yeah. True. So, what is it? I heard, Big Sean says something like that. It was like, he said something on his new album that had like that. It's a, it's in my like if you somebody with a test, if you don't have that test, then you don't have your testimony. So it's like it's it. I can. It's always good to you know fantasize about oh if I would what if I would have did that different, but it would just like it would just be at like um be at just for fun because for real, I'm like I took the right. I feel like I made the right choices. Um, in my situation and what the knowledge that I had at the time for real. That's a definitely an interesting perspective. I think that kind of goes along the lines of the people that, you know, to ask you if you had any regrets. Mm-hmm. Change. 
Um, and a lot of people, you know, have regrets and be like, I'll change this, this, that, and third. Mm-hmm. You change, it's kind of like when you look at the movies where you go back in time travel. If you mess with this one thing, that could affect everything. Affect everything. Something you mentioned before, um, the key of feeding your mental, your spiritual, and your physical is, is very important. Mm-hmm. And shameless plug, real quick. Uh, the person that was able to connect this whole interview right here, mm-hmm. who is a chef. In the torch, yeah. So those who are watching this, his IG is it's torch. Check it out. Um, I'm gonna post it on here real quick, um, so y'all could go if y'all in that area. Trust and believe. That's some good food you want to get. For right. sure. I've been missing out every time, bro. I need to go ahead and grab it. I've been out work because I work from three to eleven. So you know, by the time I get off, it's probably about eleven thirty. And boy, he be already he be like, bro, I'm out of play. But like, he definitely go. We already talked about he gonna he gonna give me a play and all that. So I ain't worried about it. <laughs> Yo, I'm a little tight. He moved out to Tulsa, man. I'm missing out. Man. Yes, bro. Um, do you miss do you miss the sport at all? Um, I know, like you said, you're focused on everything else that God has put inside of you, but do you miss it at all? Like the, the camaraderie of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I definitely, you know, I miss, you know, being in a team, being in a locker room, you feel me? And it was just like, it'd be little stuff. Like, I think I probably like, especially being in the league and, you know, being on, being on the Browns, it's like at practice, practice was always live. And I mean, low key for any, like any NFL team, like it's the practice are always live. Like, They'd be probably like maybe probably I would I really want to say probably like five hundred or you know plus people watching practice and just be cheering and stuff. Of course, like you if you mad fans of an NFL team, you gonna go to their practices stuff and uh like the practices will always lit. You know we playing music, we getting lit. I remember one time I was at practice with the Browns and um you know we was just I think we were doing now we was doing team we were doing team and uh we had the twos up. And, you know, we all just in there jigging, you know, just chilling, listening, you know, listening to music. And I turn over and look over for a second. Someone told me, look, oh, I'm looking at Odell, but he over there just killing, just like, yeah. And this is like, bro, it was just stuff like that. It was like, that, that, like, that's just, you know, the icing on the cake, bro. And just to even, you know, watch people like him and, you know, Jarvis just really just, you know, I mean, work on that craft and, you know, see him coming to work every day. It was definitely, it was definitely a blessing to, you know, you know, get to talk to them dudes and uh, chop it up with those dudes. Cause I, I, I got a chance to really hang out with them and really just on some, on some one-on-one stuff. And it was definitely, it was definitely uh, much needed for sure. Last thing I think we'll probably ask before we transition to our last segment, which is called with the mm-hmm. quickness, we'll be mm-hmm. five questions. You got to answer whatever comes to your mind first, but mm-hmm. in a new father, how has that, changed or how has your perspective been since being now a father on life mm-hmm. man i think my son made me like i feel like i learn something every day when i'm with him like you feel me while i be chilling with him like because he only two months so it's just like the way he be looking around he be observing everything like he don't know nothing you feel me but it's like it's so pure like everything he had like he really only get frustrated you know either when he hungry or you know what I mean? He, you know, he, he bloated. He got a burp. You feel me? So it's just like when he just be looking around at everything and, you know what I mean? Like even I got some, you know, crystals that I like to have keep in my place, you know, for, you know, cleanse body and all that stuff. Like he just be looking at it. I'm like, hey, I wish I, you know, know what he be thinking. But, man, he, he transformed me, bro. Like it's like, you know, as a father, just crazy because like I never knew that like a kid can really just, of course, my life changed. But like mentally, like I'm just I'm thinking about. Now, what stuff can I get him or me? I'm thinking about what can I leave him? You feel me? What assets? What, you know what I mean? What businesses? Like, what land? Like, that's that's what I'm thinking about. That's what I'm on. You know, I don't really care too much about, you know, I mean, because I, I shop everywhere now. Like, I might shop, you know, at Urban Outfitters once, you know, a couple times, and I might got a pair of ones. But for the most part, I'm at thrift stores, just, you know, that type of style. So it's like, I'm never really too... um uh, 
I guess I'm never really I'm never too uh, materialistic. I just kind of put my focus on him and think, dang, like, you know, what is something that, you know, I can leave him or, you know, he can watch me build up so that, you know, when he get, you know, my age or even younger that he already know he got the tools to be to be his own man. Now, this, you know, God willing, this is not something that you're going to have to think about anytime soon. But the last one, how you answer just made me think about this, though. When it's all said and done, what would you want to be said about Myquan Dean? Hmm. Probably just, you know, I really just want people just, you know, to remember the the, the, um, the memories and the times, you know, because I feel like, you know, with me and, you know, everybody that, you know, I've come in contact with, I feel like we've had, we all had like a, um, you know, at the same time we were going through something and we both, you know, prevailed from that situation. We both learned from that. So it's just like, I think I probably, um, I probably, I think I want people to remember me just, you know, from the love that I show, you know, and, you know, the respect that I give people just all back and then, you know, how I'm always, you know, willing to, you know, go and go out and, you know, do the most for somebody. Because at the end of the day, bro, we, we need each other. You feel me? So, like, I was, you know, this was a blessing. You Like, it was a blessing just for me as it is for you for me to be on here. You feel me? So, like, for me to talk, talk and, you know, and share this stuff and, to hope, you know, that, you know, somebody catch it, you know, it helps them throughout their day. That's all I, that's all I really wanted was just to be a light for people. You feel I me? Mean? And for my, you know, for my, the stuff that I went through to be a, a travel guide or something like that to help out somebody else that's in a sim- similar situation. So thinking towards the future, have you thought mm-hmm. of like next steps? Would you, ever go into like coaching or you know broadcasting you know i see brandon marshall he has his own podcast which is right is dope Mm -hmm. you ever do stuff like that in the future i mean yeah i I don't think i'm i'm never opposed to doing anything that's the and that's another big thing about me is that i'm never opposed to doing anything so like when an idea is brought to my head i'm like okay I, i can see you know that perspective i can see where that come from um, but yeah, I think that that would definitely be a, a cool thing to do. And I thought about it a little bit. I thought about doing a, a YouTube channel too. So, you know, just kind of wherever, you know, wherever life takes me or, you know, whatever that, that next, you know, thought come from, I think, you know, if it, if one day I just feel like doing it, I'll do it and I'll definitely let y'all know, but I, I definitely can see myself doing that for sure. For sure. I already told you, this is your home court podcast. Mm-hmm. You gonna get your own podcast, YouTube channel, you go right. anything. Mm-hmm. Just know you can make an announcement here. Right. Um, this is your home now. We appreciate you definitely taking your time out to be on this. Um, it's very appreciated. And right. I think in this section right stuff that people could take from it and learn and apply it to their lives, like if they want to. You know what I mean? Like, right, exactly. Yeah, it's all that it's all a it's all about them. Like, ain't nobody gonna, ain't nobody gonna open the door for you. Like, you gotta go bust it open yourself. Like, if you don't have a way, make a way. Like, come on, man. Like, it's it's time for that. Like, I feel like that for the most part, I feel like that's why a lot of people are not successful because we really scared of like that energy we have behind us and that power we have. Like, we know we we all know deep down that we got something that we can really change the world with. But it's like that scares us a little bit. So it, we a little bit more timid thinking about it. But, man, just go ahead, bro. Just, you know, get spiritually active. You know, I think the things that I do daily is just, you know, I don't I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any expectations for anything. You know, I'm not competing with anybody but myself. Like. That's the and that's the thing with social media, like once you start realizing that you don't need to be competing with with people that's acting like they got it and if they do get it good for you you feel me like i'll rather go through the struggle first and then you feel me feel it then rather than boom i got the success and then oh now here come the challenges and stuff nah i'll rather get mine at the end go ahead and send me a plate <laughs> and it's thanksgiving coming up um, with the quickness segment, so we're gonna throw some questions at you. 
Let's get it. Yeah, my, um, somebody I feel that's tapped in to what's going on uh, through social media, through life right now. Mm-hmm. Culture to you in one sentence. What is culture? Mm. Like as in nowadays, or are we talking about like what what like what are my definition of culture is? What is your definition of culture in one sentence? Culture is something that could be trending or yeah, I'll, I'll say that's something that can be trending because people can make something a culture. Like uh what example? Dang, that's a tough one. I'm trying to think what I think, yeah, culture is just for me is that probably something that's you know, it's been done a certain way for a little bit, or it can be something that's been trending for a while that's, you know what I mean, that ended up being its own thing, which is probably could be a culture. I checked out your Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. well, you mentioned, like, Give Yon album, which I know yep. I've had that Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. That's my guy, bro. That, hey, he pushed me in the fields, bro. I'd be like, damn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, R&B bro. Rap. You said R&B or rap? Yeah. What's your... <laughs> Come on, bro. Uh, it depends on the day, but that R&B hit different, though, when you need it. When you feel you like, ooh, this killing you. Yeah, when you got the right song, I think that R&B take over because the, the, the notes be hitting, too. And that's just... <laughs> it's R&B something you can feel me. You can play when you're chilling. You can play it in the shower. I don't really listen to rap in the shower. Like, I ain't about to be saying no thugs in the shower, you feel me? I'm trying to sing, you know, trying to get them vocals. Trying to get them vocals up. So I, I'll probably say R&B. I'm the same way. Me and Miles the same way. Like, we about to go to Open Gym tonight. Me and Miles, our playlist, we gonna rock out to some Mary J. Blige. While Come we on, bro. I was, just, I was just about to say that, bro. That's all my mom used to be playing. Come on, man. She was like, nah, I need some killer stuff, bro. I'm like, Nah, come on, man. I can switch up to some smooth jazz and still exactly (laughs) still out there getting buckets. Come on, bro. (laughs) Three artists in your current rotation: J Cole, um, um, Gibeon, and mm, probably some old Kanye. Some other Kanye. I'm mad with that selection right there. Um, three books you would suggest. Ooh, yes, yeah. All right, here we go. All right, so I'm gonna say, you know, the four agreements. Um, and it kind of just, you know, there's you know, four different you know elements of life that you know one should you know carry on. I think the biggest one for me that I like was don't don't take nothing personal. Um, and that one kind of just talks about like like, you know, how whatever people say to you, it's not really, like, if I'm mad about something, but I take it out on you, it's not, it's not a, like, whatever I say to you goes back to me. It's almost like a, you know, a reflection and mirror type thing. Like, and I think that's kind of, you know, something that helped me realize in life, like, everything's not personal. Don't take nothing personal. You know, everybody's going through their own stuff. You know, people might say, you know, somebody might be mad and say something out of anger, you know, and it happens, especially with females. You know, you know how they when they get mad, they all let go out the window. So it's just even stuff like that. They help me in relationship. Um, and the other ones are I got a um, book called um, Adam, Eve and the Serpent. And, you know, it kind of helps me put, you know, um, it kind of helps me put everything in a, a certain point of view for like what the Garden of Eden for my book. Um, and it kind of, you know, so I think my, what would the other one be? Mm, I read so many books, bro. Oh my gosh, dang! I think I think the biggest one was just probably just the four agreements. I think you should start off there. Just start off right there, and you know what I mean. Because even with the intro, it just it gets you. So I think that would probably be the if I had to put five, I would say the four agreements. That's how bad I want people to read it. Gotcha. All right, two more left before we get you out of here. Um, okay. We just mentioned Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Ideal Thanksgiving plate. What's on your plate? Man, I'm gonna come up. Hey, so stuffing, bro. First off, I need stuffing on there. Period. 
You go ahead. You can put the cranberry, you know, you can put the cranberry deal, whatever you call it. Remember cranberries on there. You mm-hmm. got to have a sweetness. I think I must need rolls, bro. I got to have rolls on there. You feel me? Of course, you know, I need the turkey. And you said what? Deep fried? Huh? Deep fried turkey? So, Bill, my dad fried a couple times. I like doing the oven, but I, I got an extra recipe that I be doing myself. I might have to put you on game. So, I, yeah. So what I do is, you know, I you know, get a turkey, um, you know, you know, dress up, you know, do it, take all the stuff out, do all that stuff. But I think the biggest thing that I do is it has, it's like a, like, it's like a turkey oven bag that you can put around it. But before you do that, you um, put, you mix uh, butter and olive oil on it. So I guess, I think the season that I put on it was uh, garlic and uh, herbs or, you know, roasted garlic herbs. You put it all around it everywhere because you know with herbs that we can never be too much. So you put that all around it and then you um, cover the top with the uh, butter and uh, olive oil and then you put the bag over it and then put it in the oven. You know for however however many hours, bro. And I'm telling you, you, go crazy, man. So that's that's a little one on one. You feel me? I go watch the cooking channel and stuff. So you know, shout out to them. <laughs> Might have to try that one now. I like deep fried. Mm. I don't eat. Yeah. Fried, but the way you you said it, it but it and it be moist, bro. It be I know people don't like the word moist, but hey, you know it's for sure moist. <laughs> Last one before we get you out of here. Five people, dead or alive, that you got at your Thanksgiving table. So we talking about we we gotta go. Hold on, bro. We gotta if we do a straight celebrity or like what we you feel me? What's the Whatever your criteria, it could be you could have Malcolm X at your table and J Lo and like however you want your that's five people. That's crazy. <laughs> J Lo and Malcolm X. Yeah, I'm about to say that's a interesting uh, but <laughs> I think you know that's what I'm saying. All right, so of course my family and friends, but I think the five people will probably be Bob Marley. Uh, John Lennon, um, and I say John Lennon because I feel like he was on life. You know, his perspective on life was a lot of different growing up. Like he, at like I remember at a young age, he was just saying that how he perceived life different. Like how his mom, you know, you know, um, always you know dove deep into him and you know what I mean try to give him those uh, principles of life. So I think John Lennon. So. Uh, I would definitely say I gotta say Tupac just because that's an intelligent, that's an intelligent brother. And he's seen a lot, and you know what I mean. Even when I just be watching his interviews, that stuff like that just made me think, you know, today. So what I say? So I said uh, John Lennon, Tupac, and who was the first one I said? I said, uh, huh? Bob Marley. Bob Marley. Okay, and then I'm gonna do Kevin Gates, and then I'm gonna do. Who the last one gonna be? You gotta, you gotta put a queen at the table. Okay. Um. Man, who could I? It's so many of them. I feel like, I feel like Whitney Houston. Like you know, besides the stuff that you know her and you know, I feel like this besides the stuff that she did. I feel like you know, of course, her voice was amazing, but like I feel like she knew a lot and. Like, even when I did some research on it, it was like, you know, her, you know, fundamentals of life and how she went about life was different from the average people. Uh, so I definitely probably say Whitney Houston for sure. Hey, I'll pull up at that table. Come um, on, bro. Yeah, too. I like Bye that. <laughs> I like that list. Um, we had you here for about almost about like an hour. A whole mm-hmm. lot of, whole lot of, yeah. good, whole lot Come of on, things. Man. Let's go. I, personally um again we thank you for taking time out of your schedule hop on with us um this isn't a part of the rapid fire this is just the last thing and we'll get you out of here Mm -hmm. being on the show now Mm -hmm. who do you think who would you want to see on our show Ben, i feel like i want somebody you know that's a good question because I feel like it, we do talk about sports, but it's more about life and, you know, how to go about, you know, the mentality of it. And I really think, you know, even my Juca homeboy, you know, Darwin Thompson, you know, I feel like he would be, you know, a, a great, you know, person to get on. He plays for the Chiefs right now. Um, 
And I feel like he, even my homeboy Deion Yoda, they both play on the Chiefs. You know, they just – they built different. You feel me? And, like, the way how they go about life, you feel me, is just totally different. And they both smart. And I got my homeboy, you know, um, my homeboy Iggy, you feel me, uh, that play for the uh, – that play for the Bears. Um, he's he's a smart, intelligent brother too. You know, he – I think he – yeah, he actually – I want to say, then he had a doctor or something. Like he real smart, bro. Like we 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 went to college together, so he's he's real in tune and all that stuff with the medical side and all that stuff. So he really he knows a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are some people that I'm gonna definitely try to you know hook y'all hook y'all on to because they some they real people, you know, they real genuine people, and you know, their mentality is real hardcore. You know, that's what I, that's what I'm about. So we are gonna to try to get them on there for sure. Hey, if you're able to get anybody, any of your friends, if they in the same mindset as you, I think it'll be a great asset for yeah. the show. Um, but again, we thank you for your time. We thank you hey. for for everything. Yes, sir. Um, pray for continued blessings throughout your year, throughout your life. Um, we'll stay in contact. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll stay in contact, of course. But continue having a blessed day, man. Peace. Hey, you too. All right, see y'all. All right, bro.